Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 100 Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into her presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is she that made us, and we are hers. We are her people and the sheep of her pasture. Enter her gates with thanksgiving and her courts with praise. Give thanks to her. Bless her name. For the Lord is good. Her steadfast love endures forever, and her faithfulness to all generations. Ezekiel chapter 45, verses 1 through 9. When you allot the land as an inheritance, you shall set aside for the Lord a portion of the land as a holy district, 25,000 cubits long and 20,000 cubits wide. It shall be holy throughout its entire extent. Of this, a square plot of 500 by 500 cubits shall be for the sanctuary, with 50 cubits for an open space around it. In the holy district, you shall measure off a section of 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 wide, in which shall be the sanctuary, the most holy place. It shall be a holy portion of the land. It shall be for the priests who minister in the sanctuary and approach the Lord to minister to him. And it shall be both a place for their houses and a holy place for the sanctuary. Another section, 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 cubits wide, shall be for the Levites who minister at the temple, as they are holding for cities to live in. Alongside the portion, set aside as the holy district, you shall assign as a holding for the city an area of 5,000 cubits wide and 25,000 cubits long. It shall belong to the whole house of Israel. And to the prince shall belong the land on both sides of the holy district and the holding of the city, alongside the holy district and the holding of the city on the west and on the east, corresponding in length to one of the tribal portions and extending from the western to the eastern boundary of the land. It is to be his property in Israel. And my princes shall no longer oppress my people, but they shall let the house of Israel have the land according to their tribes." Thus says the Lord God, Enough, O princes of Israel. Put away violence and oppression, and do what is just and right. Cease your evictions of my people, says the Lord God. Acts chapter 9, verses 32 to 35. Now as Peter went here and there among all the believers, he came down also to the saints living in Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, who had been bedridden for eight years, for he was paralyzed. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. And immediately he got up, and all the residents of Leda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. (laughs) 
sometimes in Easter, these readings really skip around. We had been following Revelation for a while, and now we're in Acts. The reading from Ezekiel is um, progressing, but I think we skipped a couple of chapters. I have to double check. Um, the Ezekiel reading, by the way, uh, has um, kind of echoes of the original campaign in Canaan to take the promised land um, under Joshua because it talks about the distribution of land. But it's important to remember that this Ezekiel is written after the second exile uh, to Assyria. Um, and the the description is not, hey, we're going to take this land, but the anticipation uh, of returning to the land. Um, and it's not actually sure... I'm not sure. I was trying to think of it as I was reading and I'm skimming it now. But it may not be that it's um, the land of Israel that they're talking about. It may be the princes who are serving underneath um, the, uh, their their occupation. Um, it talks about the holy temple and I don't know. It may be either, quite frankly. Um, but at the core of it is it is describing uh having a district um in each tribal um you know uh, region um of having a place where there would be levites who um attend to uh, a holy place and it talks about um i'm not sure if these are the sanctuary cities or not the cities of refuge were you can go and be protected from um, retaliation for um, manslaughter or, you know, uh, theft or something. Um, but it is describing the plans for setting a small portion of the land aside. And it sounds as though there may be either one in each region of the 12 regions of the tribes or just the main one, but it doesn't mention... Jerusalem, so it makes me think that there, yeah, sure, there's Jerusalem, which is the holy city, but then in each tribal inheritance, uh, land of inheritance, that each one has this holy district, and that's the subtitle in the NRSV. Um, and if that's true, then each state, I suppose, um, would have their own uh, holy district with something like a temple or some kind of gathering place for that tribe. Um, and a small portion of this reading is dedicated to the princes, um, who would have been uh, the elders of the tribe. Um, and keep in mind, this is after the breakup of the kingdom. You know, uh, the three uh, unified kings, Saul, David, and Solomon, uh, and then the the breaking down of the the one kingdom into many, the occupation and the captivity in Babylon and Assyria. Uh, and so there's, there will still be rulers of some kind, and they will be given uh, parts of the land. Um, and all of this is a description of what is called uh, God's property in Israel. And so this redistricting or this this description of how the land will be distributed when they go back or possibly as they are living there now 
um, it, it allocates a, a portion of land very strictly and clearly to the worship of God in that area um, and make sure that the people who under, undertake the practices and, and uh, the chores of this, of the life of worship for the people, it gives them a land and provides them an apportionment, but it also does the same for the rulers and the princes that uh, will watch over and have dominion over um, the, the people in their, in their district. And, it, and God points out and takes the time to remind um, everybody, but the princes in particular, that they will no longer oppress their people. Um, that not only will uh, the princes make sure that the houses of Israel have land according to their tribes, but also that they will stop evicting people. Um, and so it's this interesting plan of, uh, you know, like civil engineering plan, um, where every city has its own, uh, or region, I guess, has its own center of worship, that it also has uh, um, an area of land dedicated to um, those who govern the land, and it makes me think of the, uh, something called the Munus Triplex, the threefold office of Christ, which is um, prophet. Um, and it doesn't get into this, but I mean, it's a prophetic book that's sharing that. And then priest, the Levites, and the, the holy district. And then king, uh, which is the princes and the governing areas. So these three roles, civil roles, um, are, are integral to the life of Israel that... Um, there's always this constant reminder that they belong with and to and for God by the prophet, um, that they are especially with God and that God is with them, and that that uh, communion with God is is constant and present through the priest. And then also there are some um, commandments. There are regulations and order that we must um, enforce and obey through the kings or the princes. Um, and this is before the separation of church and state. You know, most cultures believed or or didn't believe there's any separation that church and state were synonymous. They're just two different functions of one civil society. And Israel, um, in particular, um, is you know adheres to that, but also their relationship to uh, those higher powers or the the belief in higher powers is, you know, maybe slightly different. There's only one, and this one God is is not so human as to be um, angered very easily. Anyway, so I think it's I think it's interesting, and I don't know for sure if it's um, retaking Israel or if it's just kind of settling in the land. And there are areas of the prophetic literature where the prophets say, "Look, get comfortable because you're going to be here a while." Um, but either way, it looks, it's this kind of interesting um, structuring of Israelite society and whether or not that occurs right there where they are, out, uh, you know, in exile from their land, or if it's in anticipation of returning there too. Um, and it always closes with this little bit of hope and uh, a reminder to those who have power um, to not abuse it. You know, don't evict people. Um, and and uh, make sure that you do not oppress uh, the citizens under your um, 
under your your power. Um, but let them have land according to their tribes and put away violence and oppression and do what is just and right. A prayer for sound government from the Book of Common Prayer. O Lord, our governor, bless the leaders of our land that we may be a people at peace among ourselves and a blessing to other nations of the earth. Teach our people to rely on your strength and to accept their responsibilities to their fellow citizens, that they may elect trustworthy leaders and make wise decisions for the well-being of our society, that we may serve you faithfully in our generation and honor your holy name. For yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, You can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.